What to do next? It's time to reset with Jess. Hey. On your mark, get set. It's time to reset with Jess. Welcome to the Reset with Jess podcast. I am your host, Jess Sinclair. Thank you for joining today where we're going to talk about some of the foundations for the Reset with Jess program and what exactly is Reset. Well, let's start with the Reset with Jess program. This is a program that coaches women who have experienced challenges or setbacks in life finances, relationships, and work or career. This is strengths-based strategies for women who are ready to move forward. So it builds on strengths and opportunities, even in situations where there only seem to be weaknesses and threats. My joy is working with girls and women, helping them develop the strategies to live their best lives. So let's get started. I want to lay a foundation for what it means to reset. So I have a long definition, so stay with me. Reset is the process of pausing to consciously choose and intentionally investigate mindsets, processes, and actions toward self, others, and society with the goal of reducing past baggage and increasing life wins. So based on my definition, Really what it's saying is reset is a process that we practice pausing, consciously choosing, intentionally investigating. We look at our mindsets, we evaluate our processes, and we want to understand the actions that we take toward ourselves and others with a goal of reducing past baggage. And that simply is the baggage of the past. Now, don't get me wrong, your past is not baggage, but we're going to tackle that definition a little bit later. Today, let's jump in. We're going to talk about how to harness the power of the pause. That is the first step in resetting and and that's pausing. So, how do you harness that as a power and why would you even want to? So I like to think of it like going on a trip in a car. And before you get on the road, especially if it's going to be a long cross-country journey, um, you want to make sure that you're able to maximize your efficiency. And you do that by identifying things that slow you down. You check on things to find out if anything is worn out, unbalanced, or in need of repair. So in any type of trip, trip in a car, journey in a car, or your journey through life, we try to figure out how to maximize our speed and get things done the best way in the slowest amount of time. But when we're speeding, there are things that we can miss. So we want to maximize our efficiency, but we don't want to go too fast or too slow. So if you were going to take that car to a mechanic, you would ask them, what do I need? Do I need tires? Is the tread worn? You know, because if it is, it's going to result in using more gas and it can be dangerous on the road. We want to make sure that everything is in tip 
tip-top shape before traveling. So it's the same thing with our lives. We fast forward all the time. And even though we're going fast, it doesn't mean we're efficient. It doesn't mean that we're actually getting things done the way that we want them to be done. Sometimes we're going fast and we're tired and we're wearing out. And that actually slows you down in the long run. You become unbalanced. And so we want to take account of those things before we start moving forward in life. Um, and, And really the basics of this is all about sitting, being quiet, not doing anything. And that is so easy to say, and it's hard to do. Women move constantly, even from girlhood. We're often helping others and we're physically on the go. We're mentally on the go. Our minds continue to move even when we're resting. Our minds race and think ahead to tomorrow, to next week, to next month, four years from now, 30 years from now. Are we going to be able to put our children through college? Are we going to have children? Are we going to buy a house? Are we going to be able to pay off the mortgage? And even when our bodies are still, our minds are not. So in just a few moments, we're going to engage in 15 seconds of stillness. That does not seem like a long time when I say 15 seconds. However, when I first tried this for myself, I found it almost unbearable. And I actually tried to do it for 30 seconds to start with, and I had to back up and start at 15 seconds. And the goal is not to stay at 15 seconds or 30 seconds, it's to put this in practice so that you're sitting still for 15 minutes, for 30 minutes a day, that you're able to pause and harness what you get from that. So how will you know if you're doing it the right way? In your stillness, you should be able to focus and experience all five senses without saying a word. You'll be able to take account of what you see, hear, taste, smell, and feel. In order to get ready for this, you have to find a quiet space so you shouldn't be driving and trying this because it is going to require that you close your eyes. Even if you're listening to today's podcast in your car, don't turn it off. Listen the the whole way through, but go back and do this exercise because it's really going to benefit you in the long run for all that is to come. Okay, so find that quiet space and I'm going to count us down and do it with a bit of guidance. So even though it's still and silent, you may hear my voice giving you direction. Now, we don't want to play any music. We don't want to have the phone faced up. So even as you're listening, if you're on your phone, turn that phone face down. And when you start to practice this in your your day-to-day life, you're actually going to turn off all of the notifications on your phone. You're going to put your phone on airplane mode or do not disturb. And you're going to will yourself to sit still and just hear yourself, feel yourself, taste what's around you, feel with your mind. Okay. You should seek out a silent environment where it's just you, the silence and 
your mind. And so I'm going to count you down from the count of five. And I want you to then close your eyes and enter into this still space. And we're going in five, four, three, two, one, stillness. Breathe in. Breathe out. Hear your own mind. Feel your feelings. Breathe in. Breathe out the colors, the sounds, the taste, the smells, the feelings. We're coming back in one, two, three, four, five. So in that moment, in those 15 to 20 seconds that we just spent in stillness. You experienced something that required you to detach, disconnect from everything around you and really focus in on you. You didn't have the opportunity to scroll through your phone and see what everybody else was doing. You're not checking your messages. You're checking yourself. You're checking your inner heartbeat. You're feeling and you're breathing and you're taking time out for you. What we do in the pause when we experience stillness and we start to utilize those senses in that silent space, we begin to mine, process, and purge. So those are the actions. Those are the things that we get to harness. That's the power of pausing. In mining, the goal is to find something, just like a miner mining for gems, digging for gems. So mining is finding, okay? And then processing. In this space, we make sense of where we are, how we got there, and where we want to go. And then purging. The goal of purging is to declutter. So once you become still, you can hone in on those areas of your life. So when you go through this, take a moment. And when you come out of that space, ask yourself those questions. Who did I see um, in that space? Who am I? How do I see the person that I think I am? How did that person get to where she is today? And in that seeing, using that sense of sight, it's focused on how you see yourself, not how others see you. It's your journey. This is what happened in your life. What is important to you? What makes you happy or sad? What 
do you believe about yourself as opposed to what you were taught to think? So, how you got here, who you are, how the person that you see yourself sees herself, how she got where she is today. This is your journey. This is what happened. This is your life. And what's important, what makes a person happy or sad, what we believe about ourselves and what we really think as opposed to what we were taught to think can really, really make a difference in how we move forward in our lives, how we think we have to get so many things done in order to validate ourselves to ourselves or validate or prove ourselves to others. So we're going to practice that pausing again. And this time, the focus is on you and how you got here, who you are, how you feel about you, how you see you. Not about anybody else. There's a little bit of mining in there because you're digging. You're digging beyond what you've heard or been been told. And you're really digging to focus on who you say you are. Okay, so we're going to go into stillness again in five, four, three, two, one. We are still. We are still and mining. Who are you? Come into agreement in your mind. See yourself as you see you. Think about your journey. We're still and we're mining. And we're coming back. And as we're coming back, we're thinking about what we felt, what smells came to mind. What did you taste? hear, or see. So take note of that and jot down what you experienced from your senses. As you go forward and do this exercise, you're going to want to take note of who you are physically and emotionally and on every level. And the physical taking note is that you're actually going to jot down what you experienced from your senses. And a good practice that I'd like to share is come to one phrase that relates to each of the five senses. So when you think about who you are, not only what do you see, but what do you taste? What do you feel? What do you hear? When you think about mining, you are your own gemologist. Mining for the gem within. Miners dig for gold, ore, coal, diamonds. Lots of tough things to drill or dig through to get to precious items. And it's not for the faint at heart. Mining is a dangerous profession. People risk their lives because of the value of the items 
that they stand to find. So they take out heavy equipment and they mine and they dig for those diamonds. They dig for those rubies. So you have to take out your heavy equipment to mine for the you and the rocks. It's worth risking who you think you are to find the true things of value. It takes a bit of faith to mine. And again, in this process, though, you get to be your own gemologist. One thing I found out about rubies, I love rubies, is that they were formed in deep, dark, mountainous areas. They intentionally have to be looked for. The valuable things, the valuable things that we find, we don't just, typically we don't just stumble on them because they're hidden and we have to be intentionally looking for them. Get your heavy equipment. That's your pausing. That's turning your phone off. That's demanding quiet time. That is suspending connection so that you can focus in on you. What are your layers of rock? What was covered up or lost along the way? And it could be any number of things that act as, as rocks that, and that have created layers. There could be trauma, self-doubt. You could be born to be a doctor or became a homemaker. You could have been born to be a homemaker but became a doctor. The beliefs that have formed around your life make up layers. And in the middle is the you that was covered up or lost. So what are your layers of rock? What was covered up or lost along the way? And so in the pause, you get to mine. You get to investigate. You get to dig and discover the gem within. And that's why we talk about harnessing the power of the pause. When you pause and you dig and you find that gem, now you hold all that is valuable. You hold it all and you get to determine as you move forward what you're going to do with that new found value, that precious gem of knowing who you are and not just knowing, but being in touch with who she is and what she wants. You can make powerful decisions based on pausing. Think about a work-related situation or a friend-related or family-related situation where things are going haywire and you have developed the power of the pause and you're able to take 15 seconds and get in touch with every one of your five senses and evaluate who you are and how you feel and what's going on, not based on the external environment or the other people around you, but based on you and what you know to be true. So this is going to, to, to determine whether you react or respond. 
And so we'll talk a bit later about the difference between reacting and responding. For now, I just wanted to use that as an example, because while everyone else seems to be completely losing it, your 15 second pause, your exercise helps you regain your balance, regain your strength, regain your control and regain your power. And once you're holding that power in your hands, you can hold your tongue, you can hold your emotions, you can strategically say what you need to say without cursing, without throwing things, without yelling, and you can make the impact. You can own the room. You can own the moment. You can shift the atmosphere when you learn to harness the power of the pause. So when you're mining, and after you go back and listen to this again, I want you to jot down three words, phrases, or sentences that describe you as related to these four words. Legacy, pain, joy, and purpose. That's what you're mining for. Legacy, pain, joy, purpose. So let's review that. How do I know what I know? Did someone tell me? I'm talking about legacy. Example, you're described as a nurturer, which is innate or learned because you were the oldest child. Who are your role models? When you think of your traits, is there a person that embodies them? For example, going back to the nurturer, who taught you that you were a nurturer or who did you watch and observe as a nurturer? How do these things line up? Does the person that I pattern myself after line up with what I believe? Is this who I am or only a part of that? Am I a rebel? Is it half and half? So looking at those descriptions, how do you know it? Did someone tell you? Is it true? Is it partly true? Is it not true at all? This matters. So when we think about those things, pain, what hurts? How do I know it hurts? Why does it hurt? When was the first time it hurt? How long has it hurt? Is it pain? On what level? Is it a minor discomfort? Or is it a major disruption? That's a trauma. Purpose. What was I put here to do? What makes my heart beat fast when I think about doing it? What makes me smile? What makes me feel like I'm almost going down a roller coaster when I think, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to do this or I wish I could do this? Joy. I'm not just talking about temporary happiness. I'm not talking about something that is depending on something else happening. What is pure joy for you? Sometimes I wake up and I walk outside and I feel joy at the anticipation 
of seeing a, a hummingbird. It, I just love hummingbirds. When I see them, I go into glee. I go from joy to glee. But it's not that if I don't see the hummingbird, I don't have joy. I feel joy because I know the hummingbird exists because of the detail of this small creature that can fly by and captivate my attention so, so wholesomely. And that makes me realize that something can be created with so many intricate details and can be so small. But here I am, 5'7", and I must be as special. And that brings me joy because when I see all the detail on that hummingbird, I want to see all the detail in me. So I find joy in getting to know me. And the hummingbird just is a representation of a joy that I already have. So what's your joy? What's your pain, your purpose, your legacy, the legacy you inherited and the legacy you'd like to leave? So through the pausing process, sometimes this process helps us drives us to examine the traditional roles of girls and women. It drives us to start making sense of things that we've learned and been taught. And then it helps us to learn how to adjust, how to audit. And now what do we do? That brings us to purging. In the purging process of harnessing the power of the pause, you identify what is valuable and necessary. So something from every experience is valuable and necessary. We're interwoven and interconnected. We pass experiences on to others and that keeps us connected. But those things can complicate our lives because others have poured in and layered things upon us. So we get rid of what no longer serves us. We keep what we need and discard the rest. We're going to remove the garbage. Now, bags, baggage is not necessarily garbage. And garbage is not necessarily baggage. And baggage is not necessarily the bad things that happened in our lives. And we will unpack that as we go forward. So keep listening to Reset. And we're going to get there. But this process of purging is removing garbage. If you're in your house and you have envelopes and in those envelopes are checks that you've received, you take the check out. Do you need the envelope? Do you need the address on the envelope or do you need this ripped piece of envelope? So maybe that envelope can be recycled because it doesn't serve a purpose. It's clutter. But the check, you want to keep that. It has value. That's how you know. Um, and sometimes the envelopes are important. I have experienced receiving letters and cards that came in envelopes with date stamps on, on them in the postmark. 
and they were from all over the world. And to see those postmarks means something to me. So I would keep that envelope as well as the letter that it came that came with it. So you get to determine what to get rid of, what is no longer serving you, what no longer applies, keep what you need, discard, declutter, get rid of the rest, okay? Understand that peeling back layers takes time. Even though we had a 15-second pause, this process is not a five-minute trek. It's more of a cross-country run. It takes commitment. It is not a linear process. Many may have to repeat steps to determine what you need to mine for, how to sit still. Things come up, but it's worth doing to restore your inner youth, your energy, your love, and your compassion. Through this process, you'll be able to develop your ability to identify, process, purge, and harness the power of the pause. You'll be able to connect with what's important to you, say what you mean, mean what you say, not react, but respond. You'll be able to determine whose voice you're using. Is it yours or is it your great-grandmother's voice that was handed down to your grandmother, that was handed down to your mother, that was handed down to your older sister, that was handed down to you? It's important because it matters with how you deal with others in the present. So great-grandmother's experiences can be coming out of your mouth, impacting your friendships today. So in that power of the pause, I want to do it one more time with you and go into stillness. And so I'm going to take you there in five, four, three, two, one. Thank you for tuning in to Reset with Jess.